Welcome to Rising Tides, the official podcast of the Hexagon Initiative. I'm co-founder Dan Melius, and today we've got a real special episode for you. Two of our LA members, Kirk Larson and Alex Chinisi, will be giving commentary on their latest short film collaboration, Dig Your Own Grave, which has been highlighted by Short of the Week after festival screenings at Sarasota and River Run. You'll get to hear all about the process they went through in making the film, as well as a live commentary, which has a five-second audio countdown so you can watch along with them at home. Just queue up the short on Vimeo and listen for the beeps. This was one of the projects that was awarded a finishing grant by the Hexagon community, so it's definitely close to all of our hearts. And now, without further ado, here's Kirk and Alex. Hello, I'm Kirk Larson, and I'm with Alex Chinisi. Hi. Alex Chinisi. <laughs> <laughs> I am a director and writer. I'm a director of photography. And together we made a short film called Dig Your Own Grave that we're going to talk a little bit about. I was finished with funds from the Hexagon Initiative. We're going to talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to watch it and do a director, director of photography combo commentary. Yeah. Never been attempted before. We're very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually DPs aren't usually on the commentary tracks. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Um, it's usually like the director and then like actors, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, when I was in high school, I always was very much like looking for that. Yeah, you have to like, rare. you have to like listen to the commentary track and then read the American Cinematographer article. Oh, yeah. No, no. I like simultaneously. That, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the same time. Um, so, yeah, you get a rare perspective into... Uh, the mind of the person who has to wait for all the other stuff to happen while the director is freaking out with the actors. Yes, that's true. That's true. So yeah, let's talk about how we met because sure. I feel like a lot of short films are products of mutual respect because you have to ask people in our case to like go in the desert for two days yep. and get hot and then get really cold. <laughs> and so you need to have like some kind of professional respect. I obviously respect you very much. Of course, same. But yeah, we met on a super low-budget commercial mm -hmm. that um, I pitched way out of the budget. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was a YouTube skip five, we'd call it. Yeah, it was a skip five, but yeah. I think people stuck around for all 15. Yeah, it was for Sony, and it was a split screen, so we had to match stuff, which was fun because it was technical, and, yeah. and then from there, it just continued, and we kept doing commercials like that, but all, all along, it was always an itch to do narrative together that was my first time on a real set oh wow okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i think i hit it pretty well but yeah, i you did convince <laughs> me yeah I, I didn't know that. i mean i'd been on like documentary sets and stuff but like a thing with like a crew where everyone was listening to me and was, lights and... well lights you know yeah, lights yeah. have been there but like from there we've done and i don't even know how a many. Lot. yeah we've done yeah, a lot of work yeah. together the thing that really sticks out when i'm working with you is like i'm big into prep i think and mm -hmm. then I work with you and I'm like, oh, I'm like pretty into prep. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. A bit, bit anal. bit uh, anal. On the, um, but in a good way. And I feel like I was lucky to have that first onset, like real onset experience be with you because it's like all those moments that I've seen on, like where everything shuts down because no one knows what the next step sure, is sure. like just don't really happen. Yeah. What is worst case scenario and dressing all of those beforehand so that we're in a position that we can execute and be creative because that's the point of set, right? You're like hunting for that moment. It's fleeting. Right. And you either get it or you don't. And if any silly things come up, then you're likely not going to get it. Yeah. So we're trying to create that environment, I think. Yeah, it's good. So I'd always been like, what's the thing I'm going to do with Alex? What's the thing I'm going to do with Alex? That's like 
no one else gets to tell me no. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, no cooks. It's it's you. It's the Kirk Larson show. I mean that that's this short was like co-written with Amos sure, Vernon, sure, who's sure. like probably one of the most talented writers I've like ever talked to. So some people, somebody did tell me no, but he was very smart. <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> No, it's it was a team a, and it's constructive criticism all along. But at the end of the day, you know, when the final gets done, it is up to you. Sure. Which in the commercial world, of course, there's a lot of other players there, which is great. But, you know, this is a freedom that's really, you know, that's how we got to do something this kind of weird and I think genre bending and like mm-hmm. the tone is always shifting. And um, not a lot of people would be down to do that, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting because you don't want a commercial to be the thing that, at least for me, I don't want it to be like only what I wanted. Because then it's a failure. That's not its function. Right. That's not the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of narrative. And I think us being able to finally do a short together and do it like this was, and with those other people with Amos and Mm -hmm. and, and all of them is, you know, it's a product of that. So let's talk about us planning to do this. A lot of this was like based on gangster movies. Mm Mm-hmm. In gangster movies, you dig your own grave. It happens at night. Mm -hmm. Bad stuff happens at night. Mm -hmm. For a long time, this was designed to be at night. Totally. Yeah. There was like... Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that was funny was that we we knew we weren't going to have much money, but we definitely were trying to figure out all right, headlights and silhouettes mm-hmm. and uh, uh, flashlights and, and interior lighting from the car. Yeah. And, you know, we even went down the road of looking into moonlight and all those other <laughs> yep. things. And, yeah, yeah. You know, we fortunately had Greg Kendra, who's a producer, who um, we'd often, <laughs> we'd sit, we'd get coffee, and he'd very patiently explain to well, me t- how my assumption of how something cost, um, it was it was easily quadruple that. So it was actually really educa- uh, educational. Well, also, to his credit, he would actually show us the numbers oh yeah, yeah he yeah. wasn't he wasn't just saying no he was like this yeah. this, this this is what this. happens well, the best line producers i've worked with are like that where they're transparent yeah and then you're educated and you understand and then you make a decision together which was us going we were just bashing our head against the wall right this is going to happen at night this is going to happen at night how are we going to do this it's going to cost so much more we're going to have to restrict our blocking so much yeah. we're not going to get exactly. any of the shots that we want and then at a certain point we were like wait a second <laughs> The only reason that this is happening at night is because that's what we wrote on a piece of paper. Yeah. And... We can change the scene heading pretty easily. It's so, (laughs) it's like so cheap to hit backspace and then type the word day. Yep. Um, But like, in all reality, we realized that the story we were telling wasn't a story about nighttime. Sure. (laughs) You know, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It still, it completely works. And if anything, the transition through the day is what makes it really unique now, I think, in the sense that it, mm-hmm. it, the whole, you know, you're getting across the duration of time that how long he's digging for and all of that stuff would not have come across if it was yeah. all at night. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a good change, I think. Well, it's fun also- to have those silhouettes and those fun things and whatever, but like at the end of the day, it's what's right for the story and this is clearly what was right. Yeah, and you know, there's always that, uh, not so much in the summer, but like daytime exterior mm-hmm. to me is always like, the scariest two words yeah because it's just up to that point i was like how are we going to do this how and then it was like oh we just planned this really really intricately Mm -hmm. down we planned this down to the 10 minute segment based (laughs) on sun position um and so it was just like 
Well, it all comes down to prep, right? Like, that's it. It all comes down to prep, and that's what we did. And, I mean, I think that segues pretty well into the location thing because I'll just side note for a second that the then finding the right location was a whole other (laughs) thing. But the thing was we knew the film so well, and we actually shot listed it and blocked it intensely even with some of our crew members who were you know nice enough yeah so we had everything like so dialed in and yet we were lucky to have john morgan and cole yeah Yeah. willing to come on a tech scout in the middle of the desert like where we tech scouted (laughs) was very far away it was this cool location it was the what's in the box place in seven where it's just the desert and these like power transformer things yeah way in the distance you could hear them humming yeah which was yeah, good, good for sound, by the way. <laughs> there was this hum, <laughs> and there was kind of nothing, which I was pretty excited about. It was, it just seemed like we were kind of in like almost like a Samuel Beckett, like no place. Yeah. Hell. Well, anyway, so we were at this one location, and Greg, our producer, who's a big storm chaser, mm-hmm. literally chases tornadoes. Yeah. He's that's what he's into. Uh, so he also is into knowing about wind. <laughs> <laughs> Saw uh, on the forecast with like four days out from the shoot that the winds were going to be like 50 to 70 miles an hour because there were no hills. Yeah, no joke, yeah. And Amos and I were actually hanging out when he told us, unless we find something ASAP, we can't do this. Yeah, the shoot's going to cancel. And so he, Amos and I just like slammed our heads into our phones and went on like every location app in the world and finally found a location that day, drove to the middle of the desert, met with this guy... His bone tomahawk guy, right? Is where the bone tomahawk yeah, was yeah, shot, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, and got the location in like six hours. Yeah. We didn't have time for another tech scout, so we just used the positions relative to a compass. Right. As yeah, we just rotated things, and Kirk did a really extensive, because again, going back to that prep stuff, like a really extensive overhead of just camera positions. And for me, it's just sun and timing. Yeah. And so I. Um, that's a big thing about a day exterior, especially this where we literally have no bounds. We couldn't use flags because of, you know, um, uh, just wind. Again, wind was always our big thing. And so it was just literally like, can we keep the light to their back? Yep. But as you see in the short too, though, we do have some kind of high sun stuff because, you know, again, it didn't maybe not look look pretty, but it's about sort of that like it's hot. It's on him. He's throwing up like he feels like yeah, shit. And the- we're going to have that progression later anyway, yeah. you know? And I mean... That was kind of, I know that Greg, our producer, wasn't psyched, and I'm sure you weren't super psyched about showing up to location having never been there. Yeah, but I was honestly just happy that it was happening because after <laughs> like it shifted from night to day and we spent all this time and then we looked at so mm-hmm. many different locations and we just went back and forth and back and forth and we just all really wanted to make it. I was just happy that it was even happening. And I mean, honestly, I've done it enough now, long enough now that yeah. like it always works out. That was it always just gets figured out. So me and Amos good. looking at each other. And I remember Amos said to me, like, we're doing this. And yeah, like, that's the All right, right let's do it. And then that's we just the right did attitude. it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's enough preamble. Hmm. I think we can get to it. We're going to start our commentary track in about 10 seconds. So get yourselves loaded. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh... We didn't even shoot that shot, the no, shot. No, that's actually, yeah, right before something that happens later. It was a pre, like, right, pre directly after. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think this stuff, if I remember correctly, we just ran down the road, grabbed these real fast. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm aiming for low sun if I can get it, but we're just making everything else work. And then you, you, uh, your, your clouds. These there. clouds are like twenty thousand times faster than they were right, actually going. Right, you're slicing in. the frame. And you can see here too the shutter I'm playing with also, which is kind of getting into like the intensity of it all. This always gets a laugh in film festivals, which makes me excited. I guess Henry just looks fun. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's awesome. Oh, back when that car went over the bump, Amos was in the trunk, um, and yeah, he not, felt not that necessarily. <laughs> Didn't didn't really need to be. This is me. I think I was in the trunk there. You were in the trunk for, for that, that shot. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be. Yeah. Of course. And this was a fun shot to do, running backwards and. Yeah, I really know. like the way this looks. It's so simple, but it works really well. Yeah. This is mainly a lot of this is the 18 millimeter and the 25 millimeter super speed. Um, yeah, just real wide, close. This is the first, also our first time both doing two to one. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. Things are getting real. This is intense. I'm worried about it. Ah. Chris Ryan did such a good job with the soundtrack there where it, like, doesn't sell things out at all. Right. Shit, man. No, it's, it's yeah, and it's great, too. We've seen it in a theater a few times now and always gets a really, really good laugh and kind of immediately tells everyone, like, what they're in for. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously by design, but... That's Amos's amazing physical ability. Like, that fall is so um, stunning right to me. I would have broken my digging. ankle and gone to the hospital <laughs> if I did that. It's not the right shovel for digging. Amos fought for it so hard, and he was so right. Yeah. I was like, nobody cares about that. So many people who yeah. are, like, contractors are like, nobody talks about the shovels. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of the best parts. <laughs> Reggie is, uh... Yes, is, is this his first time doing this? It's his first time, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's he's right. like this is his a, 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 attempt to graduate. Right, 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 right. Henry is about to do one of the funniest things in the short. This is gonna take all day. What are you talking about? I don't know. No, like uh, I, I was wrong. It's you mean the, the gun, when, the gun yeah, wave? Yeah, it's the gun wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the gun wave. That. that yeah 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 this <laughs> stroking the beard <laughs> with your gun yep. is so funny to me mm -hmm. i agree it, it was we were really lucky to get to work with these two because i mean amos knew the character super well we didn't actually write it for him but i kind of realized while we were writing that he was dan mm. and then the first read through we did with henry amos and i did a full rewrite because we realized that we weren't using him enough Mm, I see. And like, look at that vein. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how red his face He's is. He's just so good. I mean, to be fair, that red is boosted quite a bit. Sure, sure. But I, if I remember <laughs> yeah. correctly, I mean, he's he's given it his all. He's amazing. Do you remember, do you remember the one shot? He was like, how the, much crack should I yeah. give? <laughs> it's like, no crack. Stop with the crack. <laughs> I was actually for the butt I know you, to be honest yeah. with you. It was just, but, but you're, but see, this is why you're the director. <laughs> You um, have to have your yeah, hand no, on Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta, it's too much. It's I'm too not much. making excuses. I'm not making, uh, oh, here it is. Split diopter. Here's the shot. This is the, yeah. yeah. It's this done was practically, super, by the way. Yeah, all not optically. To, not done in post. Yes. Uh, Henry, who's playing Reggie, is, he is only able to move horizontally. Uh, he can't shift his weight at all. And it's a testament to, like, it's one of those small things that great actors can do. Like, he's 
fully not moving. Yeah. Try to stand and do that. It's impossible. Yeah. No, it's asking a lot of them, but he's, both of these guys are major pros, like very funny, cracking us up all day, technical, but all this stuff, I mean, we're like matching all these shots and similar coverage, and it may seem simple on first viewing, but a lot of these choices are made very specifically, um, we kind of, these two are bonding, so we're finding these ways to, to do that in the framing. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the aim, at least for me, was to kind of make something that was beautiful shoes, and sure. had like a light touch man, while being very that. silly. Right. Um, I don't again, know if I hit tone. light touch. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, right. no, but I think that's the thing is that this whole thing is adjusting its tone the whole time. Yeah. It's going from silly and then it gets serious and then, you know, it's kind of, but again, being in a theater I'm not gonna and this, yeah, here we go. Here's our, our gonna, only real. Not going to take your dick out. <laughs> But then he does, people. That's what mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, it's the subtlety that we're employing. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And again, we have these fun clouds that, you know, obviously we weren't controlling. But that was a big part of the shooting experience was that, yeah, like, oh, we have some, we have to shoot this, we have to shoot this now, we've got clouds, we've got to shoot that. You know, it's like, I'm sure in the edit you're dealing with that shifting in and out. But that was my stress of the shoot. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just so excited about, like, the having the opportunity to have a frame like this and then for the clouds to stay the entire time you're shooting out the sure. scene. I was yeah. just, I, I actually, this is one of the most joyous working experience that I've ever had. I wasn't stressed almost at all. I was just kind of like popping a wheelie and hanging out and having fun. <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome. But yeah, I'm definitely sitting there. I mean, you can see, I remember it's in, it's in the uh, windshield reflection. You, you see can it see fading right there. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. A lot of looking into the do? cell phone to see where the clouds are. Mm -hmm. yep. But I love all this coverage. Again, it's like pretty straightforward, but the way it connects in the edit and yeah. the things that change in their relationship, that's what it's all about. Well, yeah, we broke the line just there when they mm -hmm. finally come together and it's just one, it's just like a fun, Yeah. We there are all these conventions that I feel like a lot of people aren't using in fun ways. Right, 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 right. Even though they're just simple things. Yeah, 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 but they work. It's just straight film language. And then framing like, you know, Headroom wise and for the background and everything for obviously not showing what's out of frame. Mm -hmm. But this scene in theaters kills me. Just the sound this. of the piss moving around. That smile. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> this kills. People really get what the movie is by now. They're yeah. like, oh, my God. As a son. This scene we shot across two days. Yes, we, we did. shot each of their sides on different days, yeah. which uh, that was actually okay. I was stressed no, driving was, home yeah. that first night yeah. and like, yeah, we'll just get it tomorrow toward the end of the day. That'll be fine. And then, yeah, yeah we'll have a whole movie. And it's if a we risky don't, move. Yeah. it's a risky move. Yeah, yeah. But again, we didn't have much of a choice. And that, again, that goes back to the day exterior. But also, we reshot this wide on the second day yep. and the clouds were trash. This is all from day oh, one. Yes, and we yes, weren't yes, planning yes, on yes, using right. that. I forgot about that. Right, right, right. Right. Um, but but yeah. we got what we needed to make it totally. work. You know, I, I mean, think. it was the right decision. It was just scary. No, it is scary. It is scary. And we're starting handheld here because then we're going to transition to the next part. Mm -hmm. It's all that kind of stuff. It's, it's also, fun. it's one of those like testaments. I've done like mixed shooting scene to scene, but across the scene, that's these guys just being so consistent and talented. Yeah, their that, performance, right, right. All this off my it chest. all matches so Please cleanly. Push. Yeah. Fuck, man. I haven't cried in like a decade. That's too long. Yeah. Don't wait that long. <laughs> yeah. Cry if you need to cry, everybody. Feel your feelings. Um, during this scene, Henry improvised one of the funniest things I've ever heard that didn't oh, make the yeah. cut. Uh, you should release that. I know. It was so... 
it's not worth getting into, but like there was the, every line is scripted except for I think one. And there was also so much stunning improv that just didn't work for story, but it was so funny. Yeah, we were laughing a lot, hey. a lot, a lot during hey. the scene. While Stop I was stressing about the sun. This again. is their romantic comedy finale reconnection. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, the score coming back. So good. Digging around all sad. It's not right. It's not right. And his wardrobe is just so perfect. Forever 21 men's. Oh, is that? Oh, I bought it myself. That's great. <laughs> and then at, after the shoot, he was like, do you want this? I was like, no one <laughs> wants this. Throw it out. <laughs> but it is great. We donated it. Shit. Oh, okay. Oh my God, Richie, thank you. And then again, <laughs> just this time of day and, and this, this weather that we got is so very, very lucky. Any last words? Uh-oh. Oh, whoa, <laughs> uh, I thought you were letting me go. No. I love how the score comes back in there, oh which again, that gets a laugh. Just that score yeah. cue gets a laugh in theaters. That's like a friendly gesture. Are you fucking insane? No, I mean, I know it's a lot of work for one guy to do, but I mean, I figured, like, I'll just do it. And if my boss gives me shit, I'll tell him to go fuck himself. (laughs) Um, This is another, like, where people keep thinking it's going to turn back into the movie. Right. That, you know, that they want it to be, and then it just keeps being dumb. Well, that's the thing. You're slowly turning that dial to silly that I love. And this is... I mean, honestly, reading this, that he beats him with a shovel <laughs> while trying to save his life, I was like, how is this going to work? But And you're about to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I hit an artery. This is the best death scene here, filmed in the last decade. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Not I because agree. of me, but because of Henry and Amos, I think. Oh, I agree. No, 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 no. Oh, fuck, man. So Henry's wife, Natalie, was the, yeah. was the stunt coordinator, and... That was why I felt comfortable bringing the shovel so close to his head. Yeah. Because I knew that, you know, she was really making sure that we were safe. But it turned out so well. She did such a wonderful job. Yeah. I remember there were a couple of takes where I was like, we got it. And she was like, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked back like frame to frame and she was right every time. Yeah, her eye was great. You're my best friend. (laughs) The red of his hand. Mm-hmm. That Alistair got is like so perfect to me. Yeah, yeah. Al- Alistair, our uh, colorist, is really wonderful, and the look of this film is a lot to do with what he was doing. And yeah, the red of that hand is. This I right love here. that two shot. It's yeah. just so good. And you'll get my gun. And obviously the red in Reggie's code, and mm-hmm. it just is a very particular look. And I mean the makeup, the special effects makeup was was really. Aaron Blinn led that and she did such a great job. Yeah. It's just like, you know, little things that are that you usually don't, you know, get to play with when you're doing something yourself. Just everybody did such a great job. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel for Amos being in uh, that duct tape all day. Yeah. That was one of those, like we wrote it together and it didn't really click for, I think either of us until we were actually in the middle of it that, he actually had to have his hands duct taped to a shovel the whole time. Right, right. Yeah, that, that must have been rough. And here's the payoff for the P. So much piss. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff you put in so that uh, your parents just have complicated feelings about the film. <laughs> Making them uncomfortable. <laughs> and then coming up here, this is really fun, and this all happened really fast because we were literally running out of light, was that... um. 
the movie what it originally was conceived at for night you know for night with the headlights and everything it got to live in a way this wasn't really all that planned this is what i ran up to the car this is what we wanted it to look like yeah yeah, yeah, right i'm supposed to say that yeah (laughs) well no no no. i mean like this is what we wanted the whole movie to look like sure sure but and I'm just then, so glad we got it in there. Oh, yeah. yeah but once even, we turned them on, it was like, boom, there it is. Even, like, best case scenario, there was no way that we could have shot this whole short at Blue Hour. No, 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 no. Yeah. Or whatever the hell this was. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Blue Hour with the marine layer and all that. And it was just so, this was like one of those, you know, like, we can't do another because yeah. it's over, you know? Um, yeah, and then this nice shot. Bye bye. What's cool is actually there's another mound of dirt there, uh, which once we got there, I was glad that he drove over it again because it's like that's another body. This is where they do it. Oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but that's like, cool. yeah, right. Um, there's all the wonderful crew. Yeah, these people all were willing to go into the desert for no reason. Alexa Coleman, also an amazing makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Our sound mixers and our sound designer Jay. It was very windy. Yeah, I, I can't even. <laughs> like, I, there's so much work going on there. I'm not even there, aware of. There was so many times that it would be. These are all the people that gave me notes very nicely mm-hmm. at different points. Um, hat, Photocam and Hatchback. Hatchback Productions is great. Kendra's production company. He yeah. um, was invaluable and like still was emailing me about literally about stuff with the film today. Yeah, he's um, a great collaborator. He gives a shit. And yeah. he wanted the film to be, which again, as a DP producer relationship can sometimes be contentious, but we all wanted to make the best film possible. And that's a, a lot of that is Greg, I think. Oh, totally. That's the crazy favorite. thing yeah. about like a short is we shot this in June of 2018. Right. Right. And it's not January of 2020. Yeah. And it came out two weeks ago. I mean, we did festivals all last year, but yeah, like, it's been done for a really long time. It's and, just, yeah. yeah. This is the life of narrative, though. You know, it's always a long time. But it's interesting looking back on it always because it is it does feel distant. But and it's nice, too, because I don't know about you. Sometimes I'll stress and see all the mistakes and everything. But now I can look at it so fondly because it's just like good memories and you're proud of what you did. And, you know, it's not all the little nitpicking that you're looking for. Yeah, it's it's that funny thing where it's like for me, I mean, I cut this. So like I've. I was in this for a long time and like finding the flaws and like, you know, making it better, making it better, making it better, getting rid of things that I really loved. And for a long time, I would watch this critically. And then the moment that it was over, like the moment that we walked out of color Mm -hmm. and we already had the sound design, I was then just like a fan of the movie. That's great. Which I was happy about because I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Anyway, uh, that was Dig Your Own Grave. That was the ad hoc commentary track. A lot of people put a lot of free time and a lot of free energy. And, you know, we paid our crew. But there were a lot of people that, especially on my end, like my wife, Allison, was instrumental in... We had just had a kid mm-hmm. when we did this. And she was like, this is important. You should go and do this. You should do this because no one is asking you to and because you feel like you have to. Right. Um She's so supportive. She's very supportive. And, you know, I feel very blessed to have that. And not a lot of a lot of people don't have that kind of like person at home who's propping them up and right. sending them away and have to find it themselves. And I feel very lucky that I don't, <laughs> that there's yeah, someone who's yeah, like, yeah. 
no, go do this. Right. So yeah, none of it would have been possible without her. And then, I mean, that special thanks, that's a lot of people. A lot of people gave their time and read. We did 25 versions of the script. They read bad versions of the script. Right, right. uh, And and did they give notes to the edit as well, some of them? So... I tried to like pick my shots with people. So it was like people who would give good script notes pretty much only saw the script. People who would give good cut notes. Right. You know, just like. No smart. So it's not like, hey, dude, I know that it's like a Thursday and you could be literally doing any. You could be watching the taking of Pelham 123. Can you do this <laughs> instead? Is a hard. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. I well, think. And, you know. and it also, I mean, I think you have to. I, I, I give notes to a lot of people for scripts and, and edit, you know, for cuts and all that stuff and you kind of want to get fresh eyes because i've done stuff where i've been along with a director for years on a project giving notes and i kind of sometimes feel like i'm like i'm not really helpful i'm where you are right i'm right i'm right at the i'm an inch away from the painting too i'm not at the back of the room you know Mm -hmm. it's like you need fresh eyes and ears i think yeah and you kind of i mean my favorite like writing notes scenarios are usually bringing something to a group like that was how I was taught to do it in school. You know, everybody talks about it and that way you can get a synthesis of different perspectives. Right. You can't always do that. So yeah, getting like, well, here's what this person thinks, but I don't really like a lot of the movies she likes, but <laughs> I want her to like this. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of uh, figuring out exactly what the notes are that are important. The note within the note. Sure. Thing. But also not just getting like, not just making the movie that you and I think is good. Sure. Yeah. Uh, making the movie that lots of different people have voiced different feelings. A lot of what stays in the script is, I mean, having a pissing scene that's two minutes long. <laughs> multiple people were Said like, that too. I mean, the the quote, uh, "This is not what this movie is," was in more than one notes email. I strongly disagree. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's um, exactly what this movie is. But it's important to know that that's how people are going to feel because I'm yes. doing that scene and I'm like everybody's gonna love this because mm-hmm. I love this. Right, right, right. And then knowing, like, the Henry waving it around and getting more, you know, more mm-hmm. play on it is me acknowledging that note and saying, actually, this is what this movie is. Sure, and I remember on set, too, and also seeing some early cuts where it it was at times, it could have been played more serious. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes maybe a little bit more silly, not a ton more. But again, watching in the edit, you massage and getting to that point of again, I always keep saying the same thing, but it's like the tone of this movie, I think, is so well designed in terms of like I've seen it with audiences that are almost a little uncomfortable at first. Like, am I supposed yeah. to laugh? Am I not? And then eventually they, they break, but some break way earlier. Some break a little bit later. That's like some cool. Some like people that. break when they see Reggie. It's always like a dot. Of like <laughs> that guy, yeah. That guy looks because I mean that's what Henry is amazing. Like Henry mm-hmm. looks funny, yeah. And then it's like, oh no! Once you actually get to the punchline of the short, yeah. Which I think a lot of shorts don't have, but like getting to that moment is when everybody is either on your side or I guess theoretically wouldn't be. But well, shorts usually tend to be right like little big movies or they want to be features. They're kind of like a scene or a section of yeah. something, but they don't really have like a beginning, middle, and end. Right. Or there's the punchline ones yeah. that have that great setup payoff, you know. And to yeah. me, this is what this well, is. We kind of, sense. Amos and I, I mean, we looked at a lot of shorts that we liked, and a lot of them are like one punchline. Mm-hmm. But we were like, what if it was sort of overarchingly one, but 
every scene is kind of a joke in itself. And that's why it keeps like sure, shifting hands yeah. and shifting that makes sense, expectations yeah. because it's like, well, if one punchline is good, yeah. what if there were 14? Right. You know? <laughs> uh, right. And they were all the same movie and they were all the same characters. No, yeah, it's still contained in that sense where the objective is still that through line of like, at some point you're going to get killed yeah. and you're going to go in this hole. Right. One but person it's going to take leaving. a really long time. Yeah. So until we get there, you know, it's a fun conceit. Yeah. The, the hit man and the guy who's going to be hit, I guess, fall in love. Yeah. I mean, they, that's how I see it. It's, I mean, it's like, uh, in making this and sitting with this for a long time and then looking back at other things that I've written, like it's about men are bad at communicating things that are, deeply important to them and frequently put other things up as the thing that they'll like the hill they'll die on. Sure. Oh, but everybody yeah. just wants to be hugged and then hopefully not shot at, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, it's vulnerability and it's also toxic masculinity. All those things, which actually side note, 2019, in my opinion, was a great year for movies that discussed yeah. toxic masculinity. There's like yeah. a lot of examples of yeah. that. And, um, yeah, I think we're all kind of trying to address it's just that interesting. That. Like so many times when people try to address social issues, you think like it's social issues, so it should be serious. Sure. And I think people do that very well. I don't think I would do that very well. I, I always think like I don't I wouldn't want to be on that set. Mm-hmm. But if you can sort of break men down and make it fun and also kind of play on just you know the the things that we were raised on, like the right. types of men that we were raised to understand. There's like right. bullies and people who are the recipients of bullying, mm-hmm. which is what Dan basically is. Right. Um, and they do not find commonalities. Having them beat the shit out of each other in the desert is a good way to find that, you know? Well, and I think you also sneak it in in this. I'm yeah. big on, I actually really love when comedies, you know, what a big DP, like most of the time people look, oh, comedy, like, oh, it's, you know, not interestingly shot or whatever, but I'm, I'm right. so about, I think comedy and actually we're starting to see it now with like Barry and stuff like that, where it's, yeah, like it's starting there, there is this example of like cinematic sort of connected with comedy, but to me, you're sneaking it in. That's the difference. Right. That's what I love about like the classics, the sort of pop culture, like popular movies that are actually great, which mm-hmm. is very few, but they do exist. And the whole thing is that that to me, that's how you penetrate. If we're going to be in our coastal cities, like enjoying those more serious films, look, I love them. You know what a cinephile I am, but then it stays in that bubble. Right. Comedy and the classics and whatever else, they can penetrate in those areas because the masses see them. So mm-hmm. I actually think it's um, a little more interesting in something that I'm more yeah. pursuing in that way. And totally. I think it's I, I mean, it's like we are the Edgar Wright stan generation. Like, yeah. in college, every time he would put a movie out, it was like, oh, one person is making the things that look like the things that I think about when I think about movies. Right. And now there's a, you know, Key and Peele was kind of like the thing mm-hmm. that broke the ground in TV and it's happening. It's just still, you know, comedy and horror, are like not real movies, you know, like you can well, be genre in that sense kind of has a little bit of a stain on it in a way. But sci-fi it, um... gets respect because it's expensive. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> and, and it's so and it's so uh, heady in that way. And yeah. Concept, well, like know? hard so, sci-fi. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to swallow these. But I think that's that's again, the whole thing is that you can kind of you can sneak in there in a way. But I do think it can be so cinematic because, again, it's like. You just mentioned Key and Peele, who I've actually become friendly with one of the main DPs, Charles Pappard, who's yeah. 
this guy's so super um, talented super talented because he he has all this range and that's what i love about it is that you can in comedy we're riffing on all these different cinematic language things that we've all been around but then we can also make points be funny do all those things which is great i I call it like a smoothie like it's just got great ingredients like Mm -hmm. it's got all these ingredients in there well because it used to be like oh we're gonna do like a film noir thing so just like turn on the black and white setting totally you know and now it's put put on the fedora yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then we're good but now it's like no we're gonna shoot it like a film noir would be and not only that too though not only we're gonna shoot it which it would be simple right if you're just stealing it but then how are we playing on the tropes that are happening here within our story and sort of um, because again, the audience is so familiar with film language, they're already educated and mm-hmm. conditioned. They come in with all that information, and now we're going to play with those tools. Yeah, and that's why somebody like Edgar Wright was so eye-opening because it's like, oh, he's been thinking about not just the words. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times comedy is reduced to the script, and I, by that I mean the dialogue. Yeah, in the minds of a lot of people who are involved in the production. But like, I don't know, the best comp like I have a two-year-old, so I'm kind of biased. But like, Wally is a lot funnier than you know, most sort of medium shot to medium shot comedies that come out. And Wally's not even close to the funniest Pixar, you know, like using the cinematic language to be funny has always kind of existed in children's stuff. Yeah, in animation. In an animation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because they're so aware of those guys. Those animators are like, their level of education and utilizing those tools are so high. And I think we can do that and i think it's unfortunately rare to find although it's popping up a little bit now um and i'm excited to kind of continue that yeah so i think i think that probably covers it yeah i think i think so but yeah this movie rocks i'm very 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 proud of it hell yeah i've done a lot of shorts um some come and go you know some are some are really great some are you know don't see the light of day you did one of my favorite shorts ever Fool's Day. Oh, yeah, Fool's Day. Fool's Day, that was back in 2011 or 12? That was before we knew each other, because I saw that before we did our first job together, and I was just like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's this one's awesome. I'm super proud of this, and I think we made a really good short, and I'm excited to do the next one. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Hexagon. We couldn't have done any of this without the finishing funds that yeah. Hexagon provided. Um, they gave us money yeah. when we were out of money so that we could go to Photocam and work with Elastor and we could get Jay Polizzi to do the sound design and Chris Ryan to do the composing. I love the titles too. Oh, yeah. And Mason Phillips did such a great job. Yeah, they're the, awesome. When he sent over even just his first pass of things, I was like, this is it. This is yeah, it's, you know, very, it's very cool. The coolest part about, I mean, filmmaking is when you're lucky, you get to mm-hmm. work with these people whose tastes align with and surpass yours as a director in their specific right. department. You know, it's like, here's what I'm thinking. I knew what I wanted the film to look like. Yeah. I know how to hold a camera. It wouldn't, you know, like, <laughs> sure. I know what the, tit- what the titles, I have all the references, but then it's like, it actually comes out and it's like, that was really exciting. Yeah, their their taste and expertise and all those things come through, and that's what. And then you're keeping them in line, right? You're like, nope, little off, little bit there, a little just bit there. Screaming. It's like, yeah, just screaming. Yeah, just scream. It's a big screamer, by the way. <laughs> I do. I do want to just just with Photocam and um, uh, I'm gonna say his name wrong again. I'm, Alastor. Alistair and I are really good friends. Alastor Arnold. Alastor at the yeah. lodge at Photocam. Him and I are really close buddies, and I just found out that I've been saying his name wrong, so I feel terrible. Yeah, but um, he did I'm gonna great. give him a call. And um, apologize. Yeah, Uh, he. I just want to throw out a mention because the look of the film, 
has a lot to do with yeah. with what he did and our finding the LUT and the combinations of LUTs um, and kind of blending some things and then the the using you know photochem and Stevie Edlin's like uh, film grain and halation and all that stuff which just I mean we even we had a few people who we tricked they thought we were shooting on film and, I mean the way and all the, those the things headlights is, and yeah. the yeah. Um, just the the way that like the different parts of the sky look yeah exactly are j- just the, the kind of like ineffable, impossible thing you, you can only get with like color science and not yeah. a colorist. It would be good, but it wouldn't have that kind of bedrock feeling like a movie. Well, thing. he's and, and he's also he's a real artist and you know, right. I've gotten pretty close with him. And he, you know, we sent him references and what we wanted and he got the movie and then he took it to a whole oh, yeah. other level. Yeah. And there's all sorts of things like matching and all that type of stuff. But like day series are really difficult. I mean, like, yeah, and, the technical you know, stuff is like done. And yeah. then the way that he elevated it is. Yeah. yeah. And sitting there and finding that look and going like a little bit of this, a little bit of that was such a fun part of the process and something that I want to usually do beforehand. But again, this is, you know, we had it. We had a working set lot like we were. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know. It, it was nutty. Done. Yeah. yeah, it was a little far, but um, <laughs> but again, uh, uh, it's very exciting, and I'm working on him with you know a couple of other projects upcoming with him that is very exciting, and and you know he'll definitely be on our next one. And, oh yeah. Um, just the, a shout out to you know how much he contributed to the look, which I get the compliments for, but it's one of those things. As a director, you just get used to people complimenting stuff that was basically just because of a who you chose I suppose. <laughs> right, 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 right. yeah i know yeah yeah, did. yeah it is great it's it pretty, pretty amazing the way yeah. that he was holding the gun right when i <laughs> asked him to hold the gun right <laughs> um, no, exactly but yeah it is not a given when you're making something and you're paying people small amounts of money like it's hard to articulate the amount that everybody brought everybody was just bringing their a-game and like in every respect it was a very good group of people. Everyone gave a shit. Yeah. I could see my guys even like really falling in love with it by the end of day one. Mm-hmm. It was obviously half of the shoot. They were into it because they were there for, you know, me and you and all that stuff. But end of day one, they were like, this is going to be great. It was cool. You know? And so day two, we were like, you know, yeah. up to the races. Well, we got Panera on day two, so that was pretty nice for that everybody. That was exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Up- upgrade with the Panera. Yeah. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you.